time for sex the podcast because sexuality is tough and okay sexist isn't good enough no time for time for sex hey everybody welcome to sex the podcast erica miley here today's episode is about sex gender and working in the sex industry I have a wonderful interview with the badass Nina Joyner. She is the owner of Fillmore Adult Gallery in Oakland, California. Her journey to adult retail business owner is amazing and I cannot wait to share it with you. Stick through to the end. She provides a peek into what it is like to open a business and not only face that task, but face it with some serious serious authenticity i love her tagline it's more than just sex so stick through to the very end you will not be disappointed disappointed so thank you for joining me everyone here at the sex podcast my name is erica miley and i have the pleasure of speaking with nina joiner she is the owner of feel feel more adult gallery in oakland california i said that right right yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, I'm so stoked to talk to you about the journey you've been on to get to where you are to open this adult gallery. The, the, the things you offer in this store are incredible. I'm, I'm not going to gush too much because I could just keep going. Um, so how did you begin in the sexuality field generally? How did you get here? Uh, I guess we all have sex, so we all start somewhere in there. Um, but I had that that idea that rose to the top, basically just, you know, having watched a lot of porn and been in only a few, I would say probably one or two adult stores. I'm from Las Vegas, and so we didn't really have sex stores there or that I knew of, and I never saw that. And so um, when I got to the Bay Area, my aunt actually kind of talked to me about my body and introduced me to books around sexual identity and also gender identity. And it was the first time that I was able to actually experience myself without shame. And, uh, you know, further on down the line, years later, I came up with an idea to shoot some porn for a company out here in uh, California where they bought the the porn that I created, which was Tight Places, uh, Real Sex in the City. We won some feminist porn awards. But in, in behind that idea was actually brewing a dream that I had, actually a, a real dream that I had, and that I wanted to be in the adult business. But I did not want to move to Los Angeles to have to do that. And so, yeah, so basically this is where it started, and, and now I'm here. That's awesome. I I just I want to touch on something that you mentioned that I think is a wonderful thing that a family member helped introduce you to the lack of shame in sexuality. That's that's awesome. I think some of my listeners don't have that experience. So say a little more about that. Um, well, the woman's name and my aunt, uh, she's uh, since passed. Her name is uh, Robin or was uh, or still is. Robin Ortiz Young, and she actually is doing some incredible work. She was working with the AIDS Health Project of, of the East Bay in San Francisco, UCSF, and I guess also teaching around diversity. And I guess being in that was being in that realm of information was uh, you couldn't help but get it on you, and to ensure that the people 
tells you was informed. So that's fantastic. That is, that's just wonderful. That's the that's the world that I uh, that I wish all kids got to live in. As far as that lack of shame, the freedom discovered of who you are, the to explore who you are sexually and explore your gender. I, I just think that's fantastic. And I'm, I'm, that's so wonderful that you got that, that wonderful groundwork for you. Well, it was, it was late groundwork, but I think uh, just because it was in my home and she was who she was, I think, you know, you can have information, but the person that being is sharing means that there's still going to be issues and problems. But I think, you know, like you said, I wish kids would get that and someone in their home would be able to teach them in a positive way. But I think, as the kids, the kids inside of us get to be an adult, we listen to people like you and podcasts to talk about and pick up ideas around sexuality that we weren't able to ask. So, how did you get to feel more? How did you get to the store? How how did how was that journey? That journey was a long time. It was about seven years between the idea and getting there because, you know, quite frankly, just because you know, just as we said that people kids don't have that in their household and some do that they're able to nurture a part of them. I think also nurturing fearlessness and um, that imagination allows you to go farther. And I I think as an adult, if you don't have that, you can get intimidated by money. You can get intimidated by laws where little kids just go out and set up a lemonade stand on the corner. And so this wasn't that lemonade stand, but I think I needed to have that lemonade stand mentality to do something that was so scary that I could fail. And when you do that, I think you're able to kind of love yourself in a different way. And uh, basically, I just said, okay, I'm going to put my money down and this is what we're going to do. And a lot of people said no. And a lot of people, only one has to say yes, many will say no. And uh, we just got the opportunity to open the store in downtown Oakland in a spot that wasn't happening. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that because we got in early and we saw the groundwork and how it was growing. And uh, it wasn't that we picked the area because it was growing. We just picked the area because this was the only person that would rent to us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love what you were talking about, being able to sit in the discomfort of, of, knowing who you really are and knowing this is what you're supposed to be doing and then jumping in having the lemon st- lemonade stand mentality. Oh, that is good. I love that. And being able to, as a business owner, see this need and go, you know, this is something that I believe in. This is something that I want. And I know that the community would benefit from. And so talk more a little bit, talk a little bit about that, that trying to find a place and some of the legalities around trying to find a place to open an adult gallery. Well, here's the thing. Oakland, Oakland is known as Oaksterdam. And so I'm in the Oaksterdam area of the city. And now that the, the laws have changed, the whole city is Oaksterdam. But um, we're in the Oaksterdam area of the city. And where I was looking was basically an area where land uh, landlords were actually renting to pot companies because of the cash. And then some of them, because of the rules and regulations, they'd get found out by the cops and you know the guys would be like no we're not going to rent to you and you're a seedy business too so we don't want to rent to you either and so no one wanted to rent to us and you know as an adult store or adult entertainment you always have to look at these boundaries and restrictions that exist for our type of business and uh you know we cannabis didn't have it at that time there was no regulation it was a wild west 
but uh, we had to have that. And so a lot of people, one, I think what it more so was they didn't understand who I was. They didn't know, they didn't have any taste of who I was. And they, they're saying, okay, who's this person? And they want to do an adult business. Uh, that really doesn't work. And so I think that it took over time, which makes my stay here a little bit better now is much better, is that people were able to see the vision that we had and able to say, okay, connect the dots. So now I'm sure that we could go anywhere in the city and people say, hey, there's a lineage of information. We get to see who you are, your character before you open this type of business. So it took, it took a lot. It took a lot. It took a lot. Yeah, that building of relationships so they can see who you are and your intention for the community. And I I think it is interesting that that immediate assumption of seediness because it's sexuality that, oh, this is going to be a, a, a place that other the other kind of person goes to when in reality, we all do sex, every single one of us. Brown person opening uh, this type of business because uh, sex in brown communities tends to be around trauma, rape, crises, and if you're looking at other communities, it's always about inspiration, it's orgasm, like it's your your body, you should experience it. Well, the the conversations are different in our communities, and I'm from one of those communities. If you're a person of color or if you're a man opening a business, you're already automatically kind of ding because you're like one you're a man you're going to be perverted you're going to be you know wanting wanting something is going to be happening if you're a brown person it's like because people thought i was going to pimp kids out like like seriously like you know what i mean like this is a, a legal adult business and so on so i'm glad that i'm glad that those ideas people came back and actually apologized for those ideas but it's also par for the course when you're opening an adult store in an area you got to be ready to fight because they're not going to get yeah and i think that that you bring up such a such an an important conversation that you know maybe you and i'll even do an entire episode on aside from this that from the black person's perspective what is it like to have to fight this fight on top of trying to fight the fight of opening an adult store? Right. You're fighting the fight of your race and the perceptions around your race, but you're also fighting the perceptions of your race and the issues that come along with ownership, lo loaning money, you know, getting a loan in the adult business. Who's going to, you know, it's like in your in our families, we may have had someone who was a locksmith or a shoe store owner or clothing store owner. But not many people will have that lineage of, hey, my aunt had an adult store, you know, and now I'm going to open up an adult store. It's like what we do in our family. And so it, it, it takes a lot of um, just pushing through and not, you know, knowing that those characteristics and, and the perceptions and the stereotypes exist, but pushing through just like you're normal, like everybody else. But it's, it's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm just so glad you're around and fighting this fight. It's just it's just fantastic. Um, so as far as the store itself, what 
what do you guys offer? I saw some really cool things on the website, which we're going to plug here in a, in a minute, but I, I saw some really cool stuff. So what, what do you got going? Oh, I, she's showing me on FaceTime. I, I'm just so ecstatic just to even say it. It's beautiful, by the way, for my listeners. Um, it has an incredible high ceiling, beautiful chandelier. It looks so high end and absolutely. I would go into that store. I would feel so comfortable there wouldn't be it it's not dark it's this it it looks like a luxury store yeah 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 so i saw on your website you offer these you have these um what is it um uh kind of vintage pornography and some vintage uh, offerings yeah you know i i like the i'm from the 70s and i i think the 70s was a good time i think the 70s good time it's also a good time in um uh sexuality you know uh, diversity interracial relationships i would say the um the civil rights movement and the next thing was the uh, summer of love you know woodstock in that time and then i think after you know during the vietnam war people coming home and just uh just all the love that was happening in music was uh, just an interesting time and so I got, I was connected to all of that. A lot of my parents, what they did was they did a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it, protesting. And so I was always at the protest with my parents. And um, those moments actually keep me connected to where it was and, and, and the joy that not only that I saw with my own young eyes, but also the the conversations I was privy to of what adults were talking about and, you know, how they just appreciate it so much. And, uh, you know, I find those kitsch items because people love it. I mean, people really, really enjoy going back to those moments where there was just so much love and innocence around it. They have that, that those positive memories that shaped their history. And just like you were saying that those things that that fight that your parents showed you, even from a young age, that it seems that you've taken forward, it, it, you have a different passion, but it's still a fight, right? It's still that, that fight within yourself to sit in the discomfort because you're passionate about something that that's just awesome. And um, so as far as like toys and, and, and things like that, what are, what do you typically carry? You know, we carry, our space is small, you know, our footprint is smaller than the, the normal store, but I would say it's probably bigger than a European store. So if you, if you travel to Europe, this is a big store. Um, and, and you know, you know, I think that's also one of the things as business owners, you always, you want to be like other people and you can't be like other people. You just have to use the footprint that you have and work within those restraints. Um, and so what we do is definitely bring in, we, we examine everything that comes in. We go to the shows, we look at the reviews, uh, talk to our, uh, our distributors, and we basically bring in things that people really like, you know, something that's connected to the magazine so they can have a conversation, but something that's also of the company that they're making quality products. It's not just about getting anal products because this is the thing to do. It's about getting a product from a company that can stand behind their work. And, you know, consistently it's like it's like going to a cobbler who's always dealing with shoes. And all of a sudden now he's dealing in shirts. You're going to like, well, you know, that one shirt really stands out. It just doesn't look right. 
So their workmanship and their craftsmanship and their dedication and care is not going to be the same. So kind of work with those type of companies. Yeah, you're curating, you're cur- you're you're curating the experience for your customers, trying to create a space that not only feels safe so that they can explore these things, but also provide products that you know are not just necessarily popular, but it, the things that you know are actually going to work for them. Exactly. So do you, do you get the, do you get the customer that walks in that looks terrified? <laughs> hey everyone. I am interrupting this interview because I wanted to let you know the sound quality changes at this point in the interview. And I kept this part because first Nina Joyner is a badass and has wonderful things to say, but the sound quality didn't turn out how we hoped towards the end of the interview. I just wanted to let you know that, and I hope that you'll stay tuned through to the end because she has wonderful things to say. Sorry about that. (laughs) So keep listening, get all the info, see you at the end. store the one thing that terrifies a lot of people from coming in is that because it looks like an art gallery or a jewelry store on the outside so they're like i don't want to spend that kind of money and then when they come in they're like oh this is cool you know and uh but you do get those people who are terrified before they get to the door that's more so once they get to the door they're like wow this is incredible uh it's just a space to be able to experience anything i want to call it a big kid store it's like sex store for cool kids it's not always about sex toys and you know our, our motto is it's more than just sex it's we have we've had video games in here like i play my atari in here like some of the customers come in here to do that because if you're going to normalize sex you're going to have to normalize the other things around it as well that's fantastic. I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that idea of being able to normalize ex- sex and things around sex in in people's general experience. So you come in to have some fun and play a video game, but there's also there's also sex toys around, and then you get more comfortable with those things. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. So as far as how can people find you in the world or and also we were just talking about uh, an article that you've got coming out here or has come out in what is it leafy yeah so the uh leafy i think it's the leafy article uh let me get it for you it's uh basically we were just talking you know one of your questions was about how do you how did I get here and, and some of the issues that cannabis was causing for us in the beginning and how that issue kind of, you know, worked against us and worked in our favor. And now it's sex once, you know, like we have all these zonings and restrictions. Now what sex was for policy, cannabis is now for policy. Sex is now taking the stepchild. It's the child. It's the real child now is cannabis. And the stepchild is sex stores. Now, cannabis can go anywhere in the city, but, you know, and it's really legal and it's a federal offense. But now as a sex store, I still got to sit within these restrictions of schools and churches that are, are closing now. You know what I'm saying? Like these churches, churches are closing, schools are closing. And so with businesses moving so far and moving and moving and moving, how can you restrict us to just... To, to, this archaic standard, you know, as, as sex stores. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think that's an excellent point that it's still for marijuana and, and my, uh, 
future reference for my listeners, we're going to do a sex and marijuana episode. So um, Nina and I were talking about that a little bit before we started recording that it's still a federal offense, but sex stores are having more problems getting the things they need than cannabis is. And that, and that, that's, that blows me away. Sex is something we all do every single one of us someday in our life every day in our lives. So, you know, Oakland is going through a, a resurgence of strong marijuana and laws and, and legality. And so we're hoping that with what's going on at a local level, you know, we're still going to have a hard time as sex stores to, to be able to get out there and, and get the uh, the loans we need or get the, get the money to the bank, just like the weed, but weed is going to have a harder time. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then, uh, so what I'll do is I'll actually I'll put uh, Nina's information in the show notes so that everyone can find her and find her store. So how can people find you in the world? The, the article is on WikiLeaf. Oh, WikiLeaf. Okay. Very good. So it's called Sex and Cannabis Breaking the Taboo with Nina Joyner. So I'll send you that as well. But um, how you guys can find me is basically uh, I'm on Facebook. This is on Facebook at Fillmore 510. We're on Twitter at Fillmore 510, F-E-L-M-O-R-E 510. We're also on Instagram at Fillmore underscore A-G as in Adult Gallery. Uh, you can email us at info at Fillmore 510. We're, in, we're, up, we're located in the Uptown District of Downtown Oakland at 1703 Telegraph Avenue. Uh, in downtown Oakland. And you can also find us on the web at fillmore510.com. So we're everywhere we should be. fillmore510.com and Facebook, Instagram. I will make sure all of those, all of those places are in the show notes so that people can find you. And if you're ever in Oakland can actually stop by and say hello and uh, I would I would love for my listeners to be able to come in and put uh, a name with a face and be able to see the wonderful things and the wonderful thing you have built. Thank you. I look forward to it. Make sure you guys shout out Erica when you come in. Thanks for listening to my interview with Nina Joyner. She is so fun to chat with. I'm so glad I got to share that with all of you. So if you'd like to get in contact with Nina or if you would like to get in contact with me, all of everything is going to be in the show notes, specifically Nina's website, the feelmore510.com. Check that out. It's got a ton of information on it and definitely worthwhile to check out. Uh, you can get in contact with me at Erica at EricaMiley.com or EricaMiley.com. I would love to have you either as a future client if you're in Washington State or I would love to answer questions if you got them. Please feel free anytime you need. Also, uh, please jump on and subscribe and rate and review. That would be really, really helpful. Uh, as many numbers as we can get so that we can reach as many people as we can. Have a little fun. Learn a little something. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. See you later.